we're live and we're rolling. And welcome back to The Real Venture. Today, it's the Young Venture Club. So if you didn't catch our episode last week, we kind of shifted around our schedule a little bit. Uh, the you know normal episodes coming out Monday and Wednesday, kind of freeing up our Fridays so we can do special things, dive into topics, uh, give more updates actually on what Luke and I are doing from a startup standpoint, uh, and then also leaving time for us to kind of work on our little passion project, if you will, which is the absolutely insane goal of reading 52 books in a year, which almost didn't happen week one. Uh, I was traveling, uh, and you know the reason I'm actually recording this very late on Thursday night. Uh, so shout out to producer Cameron, who's just patiently waiting for for me to send this audio file over. But you know it's hard, and life kind of got in the way, and and that just shows how extremely challenging this is. But if it's something that you want to to try to accomplish, you know, you got to figure out a way. So it just took me reading a little extra, uh, kind of late at the last minute, kind of felt like I was back in high school, um, kind of doing homework, you know, out in the, out in the hallway right before class started. But this week we broke down extreme ownership, uh, which is by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It is an awesome book. Uh, Jocko and Leif are both, uh, former Navy SEALs who have kind of taken the transition now to business coaching, consulting, um, and, you know, as the book kind of lays out and, and if you read along with us or you're thinking about reading it, you'll see that their Navy SEAL experience transitions and translates very nicely into the world of business. Um, you know, the reason I was so excited to read this book is because, you know, growing up playing Call of Duty, like you just want to be a Navy SEAL. Like it's 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 so cool. I don't even I can't even think of a different word besides it's just incredible. Uh, but at the same time, Navy SEALs are an extremely dangerous and scary situations that uh, particularly I don't want to be in. Also want to take this moment uh, recording this on Veterans Day. So big thanks to all the servicemen and women out there, uh, especially those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So we really appreciate what you guys do. And then also, you know, this is a great example of those incredible sacrifices um, and the risks they took and then the value that not only did they bring society by obviously protecting our freedom and allowing us to do the things we're able to do today, but also translating their experiences to help more people in this case in the form of business. So it's, it's a pretty cool collaboration or synergy or whatever cool buzzword we want to use that you heard in your last MBA class. So the premise of the book is, is, all about extreme ownership. And if you can't figure out what extreme ownership means, you know, it's kind of given in the title, but they, they kind of take it to a whole nother level. And I think it's really, it's a really powerful book to read as an existing leader, right? Somebody that's been doing this for a while and is looking for a new way to, um, you know, become a better leader, revamp their um, management style, whatever the case may be. But I also thought it was an incredible book for, for us to read at our points in our career where we're just getting started. We're beginning to move into management. We're beginning to build out teams underneath us. Or maybe you know, you're in a case where you're an entrepreneur and you are moving up the hierarchy and you know, there's an opportunity for you to lead a team. I think that this is an incredible book to kind of have a foundation, if you will, because you know, it, it's so hard when, when things go wrong, the first thing you want to do is point at everybody, right? Insert Spider-Man meme here where everybody's like pointing at each other. You did it, you did it, you did it. And what extreme ownership is breaks down is in order to succeed as a leader, you need to take the ultimate responsibility for everything that goes on. The first chapter is the perfect example of it because 
uh, the, in, in the book, they call it a, it, it's called a blue on blue, which is basically friendly fire. And it is like the mortal sin of war, right? I mean, it is the worst thing that can happen. Um, because ultimately it translates into two friendlies, you know, shooting at each other. And a lot of times, um, you know, that, that doesn't end well and, it, and it's a tragedy and it's really, really sad. So it's one thing that everybody tries to avoid at all costs. And it's really, really hard, uh, with this new, urban combat that they were kind of going through uh, early in the Iraq war uh, as they were kind of moving house to house. And, um, you know, ultimately a, a couple Iraq so Iraqi soldiers got killed um, and some Navy SEALs got wounded during this blue on blue. And, you know, Jocko uh, is, was the leader of, of that sp specific mission. And, you know, obviously he wasn't directly in the situation where the where the friendly fire happened. But when everything went through and got reviewed, it's a really powerful uh, chapter about or, you know, portion of the chapter where they basically do like a PowerPoint presentation, breaking it down. And, you know, all these big shots fly in to figure out what the heck happened. And, you know, it, it's also a testament to the culture there because every man stood up and said, hey, I made this mistake. And Jock was like, no, you didn't. And this other guy stood up. He's like, no, it was my fault. I did this. And Jock was like, no, it's not your fault. And they basically go through everything that went wrong. And then ultimately at the end, Jock was like, it's my fault. I didn't prepare you. I didn't explain something. I wasn't in the right spot at the right time. He took the, he applied extreme ownership across the entire board and was the reason that everything failed. It's really, really easy to take ownership when things go right. Oh, I did that. Oh, that's so great. But when things don't go the correct way, a true leader is still going to take ultimate responsibility. And I think that that's really powerful and it's much easier said than done. And, you know, I, I can say that sometimes I haven't truly been in a situation where everything went horribly wrong. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. It will, you know, a little scared for when it does, but I hope that I'm able to fall back on this book and remember that, Hey, this is an opportunity to take the extreme ownership and, you know, kind of, kind of wear it because ultimately at the end of the day, the, the leader is going to have the broadest shoulders, the thickest skin. You, you got to, you got to have it as a leader. So taking on the responsibility of failure is incredibly important. And, you know, this book just reiterates multiple examples of exactly what that looks like and how to do it, but also at the same time, illustrating the challenge behind it, which I think is really powerful. The other thing that was really important and, and uh, a consistent theme throughout the entire book was the fact that pressure is inevitable, right? You know, um, shout out to my dad, but, you know, he always just told us as kids, you know, you know how diamonds are made pressure, right? And, uh, you know, I think about that a lot because ultimately there's a lot riding on most leadership decisions and the, the pressure is intense. So remaining calm, but also effectively thinking through and finding the right solution is, is very challenging. Now in the book, they talk about doing it in the heat of battle with bullets flying and, uh, bombs going off and the fog of war clouding everything, and, you know, th this is, I'll finish, I'll finish this thought, you know, the, everything kind of going on there. And obviously that is not what the business world is like, but there are themes and situations that have similar principles without the life and death thing. And, and this is the other thing that I want to say, because, you know, throughout my football career, we, 
we talked a lot about this. You know, we're like, oh, football's a battle. It's a war. There is n- nothing we do in football, in sports, in business that ever equates to war. That is in a completely different animal. There is nothing like war, and there's nothing that is, you know, even can even come close to it, can even touch it. War is terrifying. It's scary. It's real. It is legitimately life and death. Sports are a game. Business, there are life repercussions related to it, um, but it is not the same life and death. So I, you know, that's the connection that you're able to make in this book. But I, I just want to reiterate the fact that they are not the same principles. Yes, but war, you actually could die in. Business, it's not the same. Um, so. You know, kind of going back to the whole fog of war, bullets flying around thing. You know, there there are going to be high pressure situations at work, deadlines, um, competitors, uh, regulations, all of these forces that are kind of seemingly working against you. And being able to remain calm and make effective choices is something that is really challenging, but it's critical as a leader. And the other thing I want to emphasize is the fact that this is something that you build over time us you know young 20 somethings we're not going to have this skill instantly some of us might be better than others um but i mean i i get rattled um you know it, it happens a lot like we're we're going to do an episode where i kind of talk about some of the things that are rattling me right now in the startup world and I mean, it's hard, but I have an incredible support network and, you know, I'm leaning on them and they kind of reassure me that, hey, this is all part of the process. You're going to be fine kind of thing. But I'm slowly starting to learn how important it is to stay calm and, you know, effectively and critically think through things, but I'm not, I'm not good at it yet. Uh, So I'm slowly building that over time. And uh, the the last kind of main thing uh, that I kind of took away from it was you hear people say we need to be proactive rather than reactive. And I think it's really important to understand the potential pitfalls before you go, you know, down a certain path. So maybe you're making a pivot and you know that, you know, this pivot is going to be expensive. It is going to take the company in a new direction with some new regulations and some new product features, whatever the case may be manage those risks in advance. So, Hey, you know, it's going to be expensive. That burn rate's going to change. Manage that. Keep up with your budget. Find ways to save money. Manage that risk before, you know, two months in and you're a month out from the product being where it needs to be and you're out of money because you didn't manage that risk in advance. Hey, you're moving into, uh, you know, a, a new segment of the industry with different regulations and different rules. Study those rules. Figure out how your product fits into that. Um, understand how they're going to affect and change the way you do business. Manage that risk before it gets there. Hey, you know, competition's moving in. Uh, new product from a competitor is rolling out. Understand what that product does, how it relates to you, and then also understanding how it fits into the the market as a whole and how your consumers or your potential consumers are going to react accordingly. Manage that risk before it gets there so you're not caught off guard. Now, you're not going to be able to to you know see everything. We don't have a crystal ball, but there are definitely things that you can kind of do on your own to ensure that those risks are going to be minimized by the time they get there. And, you know, for the most part, maybe you could even avoid some of them. So managing those risks, I've said that phrase a lot, but it's something that's really important and that ties back into being 
calm and collected. But then also it ties into the first point we kind of talked about with extreme ownership, where when things do go wrong, you need to take that burden and, you know, say it was your fault, take responsibility for it because honestly, you didn't see the risk. You didn't do your due diligence. It, it all circles back. Don't, don't push it off on somebody else. Wear it, you know, a little, little badge of honor uh, and, 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 and take that ownership. I think uh, ethically and, and morally, you're going to feel better about it. I mean, it, it, it's horrible to blame somebody else. Um, but once again, all of that is much easier said than done. Um, because at the end of the day, who wants to be, you know, who wants to be blamed for something? None of us. So it, it's hard, but I thought the book was an, an incredible, you know, introduction to that philosophy, that mentality. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to continue to read more of the books that Jocko has put out because, um, I, I think they truly will make me a better leader. And, you know, ultimately that's, that's the goal. So for the next week, uh, the next book that we are going to read is if you're watching on video, How I Built This by Guy Raz. Now, that title might sound familiar, and that's because it's actually a podcast, and it's, it's a great podcast, and I, I recommend you all hopping on and uh, taking a listen. But basically what this book is all about is he breaks down stories of simply how people built their companies, their experiences, what they went through. And, um, you know, I, I, I just started the book and, you know, a couple chapters in and everybody's story is different, which is really cool because I think you're bound to find a story maybe that relates to you or the place you are in life or kind of what you're going through. So I think it's going to be a really cool book. Uh, you know, best way to learn is, is from other successful people, which is something that we're trying to do here. Um, so, you know, really, really excited, uh, to, to dive into it and, and, and break it down next week. So, uh, you know, once again, if you're interested in reading this book, the, uh, the link to it, to the Amazon store will, will be in the description of the episode, hop on, buy it, read it with us. Can't wait to see you guys out there. Keep it real, everybody. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. We'll all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is... As you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Five-star ratings and a, uh, and, and a comment go a really long way. Helps us continue to, to climb up the charts and you know continue to, to spread this to, to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything and we're excited to see you next week.